Welcome to the Franchise You Podcast, where key industry leaders provide education and inspiration. Here's your host, Dr. Kathy Gosser, the director of the Yum Center for Global Franchise Excellence at the University of Louisville. So welcome to this week's edition of Franchise You. And with me today, I have Patricia Perry. And Patricia Perry has an incredible background, which I'm going to talk a little bit about, but then of course, I, I want to give her the time to do so. But she is currently the Vice President of Development at Edible Arrangements. And she has a ton of things under her, including franchising, constructing, licensing, business gifting, real estate. And we will unpack some of that later. But her career started if we take her from Spelman College, where she was a graduate, and then she went on to earn an MBA from the University of Phoenix and actually started her own restaurant. From there, she moved into franchise development leadership. She left her own restaurant, moved to franchising with Church's Chicken. After six years, went on to Krispy Kreme as the vice president of franchise development. Then on to fitness. Think about that. Donuts to fitness. Then on to Blink Fitness as the VP of franchise development. And now with Edible Brands, which I'm sure many of us have given and received those delicious arrangements. But Patricia, could you tell us a little bit more about your background and how it led you to this current role? Absolutely. And Professor Gosser, thanks so much for having me on here today. Um, I've been in food and in food-related businesses since I was 14 years old. So it's something that is just in me. I love it. Um, but I did go to school and then when I graduated, opened the restaurant. And so one of the things that was great about that, it was just a great learning. You have a chance to be involved in every aspect of every business, you know, with um, marketing and hiring. So all the HR functions and just oh, the yeah. creation of a concept. So that was a really, really great foundation for me having that restaurant because it taught me so much just about everything. It really applied all the things that I learned in college and made it real. So from there, I met someone from Church's Chicken who was on the franchisor side, and they were always encouraging me to franchise with them. But by the time that I sold my restaurant, I wasn't interested in getting actually into that part of franchising, but I was really, really intrigued about the business side of it and working on the franchisor side. So that's really how my franchising career got started. That is so, first of all, to be, to get out of college and start your own restaurant is incredible. Yes. And very tough. So congratulations on that. And, you know, it's interesting to me that you, that you talk about that perhaps you didn't want to be a franchisee, but you were interested on the franchisor side. And I always tell my students and everyone, you know, there are so many great opportunities, not just as a franchisee, but for the franchisor. And you've continued that route. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. I mean, it's just so interesting The the franchising business is so dynamic. So there's so many opportunities. You can come into it from a franchisee perspective, a franchisor perspective. And one of the things I can say that over my lifetime, one of the things I wish I knew is I wish I knew that franchising was an option. When I was opening the restaurant, it didn't even cross my mind and, and I didn't know that was an option. So I started my own concept, but that's very challenging, you know, mm-hmm. to start a concept, something that people have never heard about figure out how to attract them to your brand and there's no support. So you are your own support system. And then any other people that you involve, it's all on you to involve those people. So I did have like a 
board of advisors that I put together to help me, but it would have been great had I started off with a franchise as opposed to just starting my own concept. So, um, you know, franchising is a wonderful way to get into business if you want to become an entrepreneur. And then also working on the franchisor side is great because it allows you to be in the industry, but from a career standpoint um, where you don't have to do the entrepreneurship. So if you're an entrepreneur, franchising works. And if you want to be on corporate side, franchising works as well. That's interesting that you found you prefer the franchisor side. That was a side, obviously, that worked for me as well. What mm-hmm. skills do you think that you have that have made you so successful in this in this arena? I would say a lot of it has been um, the ability to connect with people and also the education that I got from undergrad and in business school. So I think education for some is really good because it teaches you just the skills, the the um, textbook skills, and it teaches you the analytics around um, you know what you'll need in business. But then when you mix that and having had the restaurant and having had those operational experiences, I think it's a great combination. So even if you can't open your own restaurant, if you take some time to actually spend time within a restaurant, if the restaurant industry is what you want to go into, I think the mixture of education and hands-on experience really prepare you and propel you to go into the next level, depending on what it is that you want to do. So I would say my connecting skills have been extremely helpful. I would say having great mentors and people who rallied for me behind the scenes has been extremely helpful. I would say um, the ability to work with a a diverse group of people with different personalities and different backgrounds has been extremely helpful for me as well. Um, And then also, of course, just the basics, understanding financials, understanding some of the legal aspects of franchising, et cetera, have helped me tremendously. And there are a lot of legal aspects Mm -hmm. and as it should be, right? But that is something, understanding that franchising model definitely gives people a a leg up. So- um, Your career has been fascinating. Let's move into the Edible Brands franchising opportunity. So, you know, I always say, first of all, who really doesn't love that? I mean, it's such a great company. And and the story behind it that starts in 1985, um, I could tell it, but why don't, would you mind telling that story about um, your founder? Absolutely. So Tarek Farid is our founder. Um, He actually started off in the flower shop business. So he purchased a flower shop, borrowed money from his parents, started that, um, found success in flowers. And then he came up with the idea of arranging fruit the way that flowers are arranged. So a fruit arrangement. And it was very unique at the time. Um, He really was a disruptor in the industry at that time. And he started the business. And so really, franchising came about because people would see his delivery truck driving around and think it was so interesting and it was something that they'd never seen before. Um, So then quickly, you know, he got into franchising and now the brand has over a thousand locations. I mean, it's really, it's really pretty incredible. Wasn't he like 17 years old when he bought that flower shop? Yes. Yes. A teenager with ambition, drive, um, and just a desire to to really grow a business. And, and I can say he definitely was successful at that. Very successful. <laughs> and so um, I read that the first franchise location opened in 2001. And as mm-hmm. you said, now there's more than 1,200 edible arrangement stores. And it's funny driving through Louisville. Of course, I've already seen one. You know how you, when it's on your mind, you definitely see things. 
but it's thriving here in Louisville, Kentucky. But the yeah. brand is the brand has grown. And I was so fascinated to learn that you have edible music, edible cheesecake bites, and even incredible edibles, which is jumping on the CBD movement. So if we could unpack those just a little bit. Can you tell us what edible music is? Sure. So um, when I joined the brand uh, three years ago, there were a few things I noticed that were huge opportunities for the concept. The first opportunity was licensing in general. So getting into licensed products in retailers. So if you think about Publix and Kroger and Costco, Mm -hmm. um, but just also licensing in general. And so speaking with the president of the company, Check Boop, and he mentioned that he saw that there are other brands that are in music and we should explore that. And so you know, really, really move quickly to explore music and how we could license it and incorporate that into edible because edible is about celebrating what's good in life. And so if you think of any celebration, typically there's some music associated with that memory of the celebration. And so we thought it would be a great tie in for the brand. And we've worked with some phenomenal music companies to make it happen. We've worked with Universal Music Group. We've worked with, you know, a number of very well-known large music companies. Um, Another one, Hello Nimbus, to create albums and experiences for us that we can sell on our e-commerce site in partnership with the e-commerce team putting together actual edible products. So for instance, if somebody wants to send a nice gift, they could send an arrangement with music or boxed fruit with music um, to celebrate these great, you know, celebrations that people have throughout the year. Oh, wow. So plussing it up, making it even better, which it sounds like the the edible cheesecake bites are another plus up. They are. So Edible Bake Shop launched um, about a year and a half ago with Edible because previously we were primarily arrangements and dipped fruit in a box. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that you think about, you know, this brand is 22 years old. So brands go through ebbs and flows and you have to continue to transform your brand. So one of the great things about working here, it's very entrepreneurial and we treat it almost like it's a startup every single day to keep it fresh and to keep it transforming on an ongoing basis. And so Edible Bake Shop was created by our phenomenal team. Our marketing team, innovations teams came up with this to have cookies, to do brownies, have cheesecakes, um, have all of those types of things available in our edible stores. It's sold on our e-commerce site and then fulfilled by the stores. And it's been tremendously successful. Oh, so you could send like an arrangement with an extra bakery item or just send bakery items. That's right. Yes. Oh, that is really amazing. All right. Now the one that totally fascinated me was the incredible edibles. You have to tell us about that. So incredible edibles is actually a different brand. So it's a separate brand um, on its own. It is a CBD concept and the focus is really about health. Um, So it's the healthy part of CBD, not the the other side of CBD. And it's, you know, really, really, um, locally responsibly sourced and it is something that the brand is really focused on so if you think about some of the health stores that you go into it really is that Um, and right now we're focusing on it from an e-commerce perspective and then we will look to see what we're going to do from a rollout perspective from there but right now it is heavily focused on e-commerce and we're going to be rolling out some really unique venues for people to be able to experience the product soon. You know, it's interesting, Patricia, you've talked a lot about the e-commerce aspect. Mm -hmm. How does that impact your current franchisees? 
So one of the really big differentiators of this brand from all other franchise concepts is it's an omni-channel brand. So that means that there are multiple ways that revenue is coming into the business. So we have e-commerce, which is huge. We have millions and millions of customers that visit that site daily, and those sales are sent to our franchise locations for fulfillment. Then we have the largest fleet of refrigerated delivery vans of any company. So we have over 2000 refrigerated delivery vans that go out to deliver our products. We also have a shipping component of our business. And we have really what I think is one of the most important parts, the in-store retail piece as well. Because while a lot of customers have changed their habits and they're going online to purchase, when it comes to gifts or a quick treat, sometimes people want to come in, see what's available, choose from things that are available and experience it in store. That is, you know, really what makes this brand unique because all of those revenue streams are then given to the stores for fulfillment. And that's where they're able to generate the revenue. Wow. This is a massive organization (laughs) with the different streams. That is, that is really something. And I'm sure there are some limited costs for franchisees to take advantage of those, but then they also enjoy the revenues, which is definitely a benefit. Yes, definitely. Thank you for sharing all of that. So what is the best opportunity for someone who's interested in becoming a franchisee with edible brands? Like how do they get started? Yeah, we have two ways that someone can join the brand, the traditional franchising method. And so they would just reach out to the team and someone will contact them, walk them through the process, and they can go through the process. We look for an 80,000 liquidity per store that's going to be developed. And typically the franchisees that are coming in today are developing more than one store. We want people who are passionate about the brand, people who are going to be really focused in on their local market. And that's really what we focus on from a traditional franchising standpoint. We also have a managed to own program that is unique for individuals who have the operational expertise, but may not have the financials or the the finances needed to open a location. So we take them through an extensive training program, um, get them all set so that they can own a location and then finance the, the location for them. 100%. It gives people an opportunity who have the drive, the ambition, the grit to own a location, but they just don't have the financials yet to make it happen. And so we launched that about two years ago, and we've seen a large number of people come through and have success with that. Okay. Now, you know, I have to talk about that a little bit more. That is, that is really interesting because you are opening opportunities for people that would not have the opportunity to be a business owner. Mm -hmm. So when you started that, do you take like recent college graduates? You take someone that works in one of your stores. Can you explain what that typical person looks like? Yes. So we look at all of the above. So we look at recent college grads. We really look for people too that may have been working. You know, a lot of college people work part time in fast food chains and and learn that experience while they're going through college. So then they're passionate about operations. They understand it's a customer experience that they're providing to guests, but then they have, you know, the desire to be an entrepreneur. So we look at recent college grads. We look at people who have been working maybe even in high level roles in franchising that are ready to branch out on their own to become owners. We look at current managers of our stores and provide them with all of the operational training that they need. And then we also provide them with the upfront financing. So that's how we go about it. And um, it's a tremendous program. It's, it's really been great. And it's good to see the people that have been able to go through the process and become part of our brand. And then the other part of that is we recently partnered with Morris Brown College. 
um, a college that has struggled over the years, but they recently got their accreditation. And we're going to be providing some training on site and part of their hospitality program. And the ultimate goal is to get some of those students to become owners with Edible as well. That's fantastic. You know, well, well done. And that is so admirable. How many folks have actually um, gone through this program in your last couple of years? So we've had about 10 people go through the program. Now, I will say it is a tough program. So while we've had about 10 go through the program, not everybody makes it to the other side. Sometimes they go through it and they're like, you know what? This was a discovery process and this is not the direction we want to go. But then the other ones come through and they do. Our most recent success story is in Florida. Um, We built two stores, one in New Smyrna Beach, Florida, and one in Daytona Beach, Florida. And one of the MTO candidates is going to be taking over both of those. Oh, that's wonderful. That is, okay, that is fascinating. (laughs) Thank you for, thank you for sharing that. And then you talked about what you look for, of course, the liquidity, um, as well as you did talk about the passion. Are there any other qualities that you think make a superior Edible Brands franchisee? say really understanding that this is about a customer experience. So, you know, of course, when you come into the business, you want to make money, but I think the money comes with the great customer experience. So we need people who um, have a lot of ingenuity, people who are very resilient, people who want to be in a business for themselves, but understand that you're part of a broader organization where we have to have consistency across each of the locations. Um, People who are very creative and understand what it will take to do some local marketing. We provide guides, but we need people who can really implement that on a local level. So that's really what we look for when we're bringing franchisees in. And over the last few years, we've signed several hundreds of agreements. And those people have really been great franchisees that we've added to the system. That's good to hear, Um, Mm -hmm. especially the part about sounded like some flexibility, creativity, because when you look at your brand and how it's evolved just in the last few years, how do you keep innovating all these new things for your customers? think it's a mixture of two things. We have a phenomenal team. So from an innovation perspective, we have the best in class leading innovation here. Uh, We also have great data because we have so many people coming to our site and we've had so many customers over the years. We have great data around what the trends are in the market, what people are looking for, and then we innovate from there. And we're also very intentional about the way that innovation occurs. We want to make sure that as we're bringing in new products, they're a natural extension of who we are as a brand. So you won't hear about us having Having something that's way off the mark in terms of products, but um, because we realize we can't be everything to everyone, but we can provide excellent products that are natural extensions of what we're already doing. So we always look for natural products. We look for things that are going to taste authentic, mm-hmm. uh, you know, fewer preservatives and, and things like that. So we have really, really delicious products that have been added and more is coming uh, very quickly this year as well. Oh, I can't wait to see that. So (laughs) with that, um, of course, you've got to bring franchisees along. Do you all have a franchise advisory council and leverage them through these processes? We actually are looking at relaunching all of our franchise advisory councils. We have some on technology. We have some um, in different aspects of the brand. But our goal is really to have franchise advisory councils that span across all departments within the organization, namely because we're beginning to really grow again. One of the things that I'm planning to launch is a development advisory council. So as we're building and as we're innovating on the development side, our franchisees who are developing can have input and be a part of that process as well. Yeah, franchise advisory councils have made such a difference in large brands because, you know, they're on the ground, right? They're talking to consumers daily. 
they can give that good feedback, especially like what will work and maybe what needs some adjustment to work inside their locations. Very true. And we're 99% franchise operated. So our franchisees are key to the success of the entire brand. We're not a brand that has a lot of company owned locations and is focusing on company store development. We do have a few, but we really focus on the franchisees. They're in the trenches every single day. They know what's going on in store. And so they've been doing a really phenomenal job, even in spite of COVID and all that's gone on over the, the last couple of years. Oh, I know. COVID really demonstrated the power of franchising. Let's talk a little bit about the support that you all provide. So what type of ongoing support do you think Edible Brands provides that really is a differentiator in the industry? say again, it goes back to the business model. Um, we do have the omni-channel brand, which, which showed how important it is to have that during COVID. So when people change their focus to online, we didn't have to change anything within our business model. We already had the online e-commerce. When people are wanting delivery, we don't have to change anything. We already have the delivery. When people want to come in store, we don't have to change anything. We already have the in-store. So I will say the foundation that was built for this brand is number one that differentiates us because we're flexible and it doesn't matter what's going on in the industry or what's going on in the world. The way that the business works, we can pivot and change and still accommodate customers. Now, from a support standpoint, we support franchisees from the time that they become a franchisee through the term of their franchise agreement. So we have on the ground operational support, on the ground marketing support, real estate and construction support with opening. Um, ongoing best practices support. We have, you know, our, our technology team, we have our legal team. I mean, everybody is here to support our franchisees. That's what our main role is, supporting the franchisees. So it's really, I would say the differentiator is the omni-channel brand, but then we have passionate team members um, that are really, really excited about helping franchisees every step of the way once they become a franchisee with us. You know, I hadn't thought about that, but you were prepared for the pandemic. Having yes. having the delivery mode already, having that ability with the e-commerce, um, many large brands really had to move quickly to make that mm -hmm. happen. And you all were prepared. And yes. even, even closing your stores for a little bit did not stop your sales because you had the delivery component. That's right. And really, most of our stores didn't have to close. They had to close in terms of having customers come inside, right. but that didn't stop us from being able to take the orders and have them delivered to the customer. So we did have a few that temporarily closed, but for the most part, um, we were able to continue business and we even became an essential brand. We had that designation. Uh, so it was great. We were really, really fortunate, I will say, because it was a really tough time for a lot of brands, but we were very, very fortunate and had one of the best years in the history of the brand. And I, you know, I can see that because if you think about all of us were isolated, looking for joy. And I mean, what doesn't bring more joy than an edible arrangement, right? That's right. So yeah, I, can, right. I can see that. And when I think about, I might've ordered a few during this time as well, because <laughs> especially when, and also when people are sick, what a great thing to send because it's, it's healthy, it's, it's happy, and it's a safe way to receive something. I bet Edible did really well um, during the pandemic, and I hadn't checked on that. So thanks for sharing that. Mm -hmm. It's just, it, that's pretty incredible. So with the websites and the call centers and all that to support sales, would you mind talking a little bit about the cost structure for franchisees for this support? Sure. So we have, just like all brands, we have a royalty that we charge. There's marketing, um, and then there's also a web component. So from a royalty perspective, we charge 5%. 
mm -hmm. um, royalty, and that is 5% of sales, and that's paid on an ongoing basis by the franchisee. For marketing, it's also 5%, but 1.5% is reserved for local store marketing. So it's put into either um, the, the fund for the, the local store marketing, or it is if someone's in an independent operating group versus being in a larger organized group, they can spend that locally themselves in their market for local store marketing. So those are two of the main fees that we charge. Now, from an e-commerce perspective, our brand does all of the driving to, of customers to the web. Um, we fund all of that ourselves. And then, you know, there is a fee for transactions that are realized yeah. through the website as well. We have the standard fees that any other franchise brand of typically course. has. And boy, that's a real bonus because I can't imagine as an entrepreneur trying to figure out how to maintain the infrastructure of that website. So yes, that is an incredible bonus for an edible brands franchisee. I love the fact that you pay for the sales you get because who could argue with that? I mean, that's great. Right. <laughs> that's great. So gosh, Patricia, you've told us so much in a short amount of time, and it's clearly a wonderful brand with much success and so much on the horizon to do even more. And you're a big part of that right now. So if I were to ask you, and this is probably where you're like, oh, don't ask me that. But if I were to say, what is the one thing you're most proud of in your career? What would that be? That is a fantastic question, but I would say it's really a, a continuing theme across all brands that I've worked for. And I would say being a part of people being able to start their own businesses, mm -hmm. seeing them generate generational wealth, you know, over time with the locations is really what I'm proud of because mm -hmm. really that is what, um, you know, I'm in this for, I, I really like to work with people, whether they're coming, just graduating from college and then seeing them, you know, three years later with 10 locations, or whether it's a multi-unit operator that has a hundred stores and they want to add 20 more. I think that is just, you know, the, the American dream, owning a business, getting started. And I love the fact that I'm able to be a part of that um, with so many people that have grown across many brands over the years. Ah, oh, that's great. Thank you. And you yeah. touched on this. My last question I ask everyone, and you touched on it earlier, was mm -hmm. about what do you wish that you had known about franchising when you started? And you started with saying, I wish I had just known about it. Mm -hmm. But would you expound just a little bit? Sure. Franchising is one of those things that you know exists. You know there's McDonald's. You know that there's Edible. You know that there are all these brands. But a lot of people don't fully understand the workings of it. And okay. so it would have been great. And even, you know, with my education and everything, I still didn't know all of the workings of franchising and that there's an opportunity either to be an owner on a franchisee owner on the franchise side, or you can work in a corporate environment where there are people are needed in development. There are people needed in marketing. There are people needed in technology. Um, and you can really create a great career from it. So I wish I would have known that a bit sooner, but you know, when I learned it, it's great. And I took full advantage of it. And I've had tremendous opportunities over the years. One of the things about being in franchising, you can take it in so many different directions. And so through my career, I've had the opportunity to be in franchising and real estate, construction, operations, business gifting, licensing, international. I mean, so there's so many different things I've been able to experience just because I'm in franchising where ordinarily when you take a job, if you're vice president of marketing, typically that's what you're going to be doing marketing. Mm -hmm. um, but in franchising, you can be very diverse in terms of the type of work that you do, and you can work with a very diverse group of people as well. So that's been 
really wonderful. Wish I knew earlier, but now that I know I'm taking full advantage of it. (laughs) And doing great things, Patricia, doing great things. Well, thank thank you you so much for being our guest today. Really appreciate you and you've shared a wealth of information. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Franchise You is brought to you by the Yum Center for Global Franchise Excellence at the University of Louisville. For more information on the center, visit business.louisville.edu slash yumcgfe. Thank you for listening to Franchise You.